0: some of us who have been, well, the people who I've had a privilege to talk to, like the core team and members in work. Um, And we talked about the spirit of adventure, pilgrimage. And looking over the seawall. And in many ways, I think we're now over the seawall. And we now need to apprehend that thing to which we have been setting our hearts on pilgrimage to get. And just as Mark was sharing there and saying that all the other things are a bonus. What God really wants to give us is himself. And he is the destination. It's something that we've been praying for in governmental prayer this week. And I think we want to give some time today. I know John is to share, but I just ask him the privilege just to exhort us for a short bit. Just in terms of us asking for God, for the Father. Yeah? That is the destination. And I think it's a, it's a, good, it's a good reward good reward. It, it's worth the journey to find God. Yeah, the Israelites were sent out into the desert to find God, yeah, to discover him, to know him and to know his ways, that his ways could be inscribed upon their hearts. And we as a people, we are walking this life of faith. Our spirits are already with him, but he has given us an opportunity to find him in our souls and to discover him. All right, John John 17:3. if you could turn to that, it talks about What everlasting life is about. Mark Mark used the word when he was exhorting us and he said, complete. And I know we give ourselves to God because we want to live in everlasting life. Yeah? But that's what God is talking about here. That completeness. And this is life eternal. Or this is perfection. Or this is what you are journeying for. You are a pilgrim. That you're peeping over the seawall. You're smelling the sea breeze. This is what you will get when you come into that, that they might know the only true God and Jesus Christ whom thou hast sent. And why, you know, it's very important. Why he said we will know Jesus Christ? Because Jesus Christ is the path. Jesus is not the reward. Jesus is the path. So hopefully I'm not challenging your theology. Yeah? Yeah? Jesus is an inheritance if you follow Jesus, who himself was going after the Father. Yeah? Yeah? You know, Paul admonished them to follow me as I follow Christ. And he says, and Jesus Christ says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. All right? So the destination is not just, is not good. Somebody asked me this, this week in work. He says, but some people have good marriages. Yeah, they do. And uh, and I was talking to one of the core leaders about three, four weeks ago, and we were saying, but there are many people before Jesus who the Bible says they were faithful or they were just and they attained, you know? That's possible. But the only way to God, not to good deeds. Okay? There is something even beyond our good deeds, as Mark said. There is something even beyond the settling of the things in this life, which is God. And that's our destination. And we need to have a hunger inside of our hearts to go and get him. And to walk apart like Jesus. And that part is obedience. That part is beyond transgression in the flesh. Once we come into that obedience, we do find the Father. If we can go to John 14, please bear with me. <laughs> John 14. And we just explain that a bit more. That's John 14 one. Let's just read this together. Let not your heart be troubled... You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. Let's read it together. If it were not so, I would have not told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself. That where I am, there ye may be also. And whither I go, and the way ye you know. Thomas said unto him, Lord... We know not whither thou goest, and how can we know the way? Now, let me just stop there for a bit. This is, sorry. this King James. Yeah. <laughs> it's a hard one, but that's what they brought up. Or well, we could use this one. But let's, 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 let me explain this. This is Jesus talking to the disciples. All right? And he's still talking future tense. Okay? He says, I'm going to prepare a way. Now, he has already walked in obedience, but there were some things more that he needed to do. All right? So Jesus was not presenting to them, just walk perfect and be a good man and don't sin. There is something that you come into beyond that. And he was saying, hey, I'm going to prepare something. I'm going to do something. And we know death was still left to be conquered so that we will have no adversary in this flesh that could keep us from the Father. Okay? Death was still beyond him. That was still an adversary that had to be seized so that a perfect path, not just to goodness, not just to Abraham, not just to any of the patriarchs who walked before, yeah? not to Enoch, not to Job. Jesus wanted to prepare a path that led beyond just men. He wanted to prepare a path that led directly to God because God is the inheritance. That is eternal life. That is completeness. That is the thing that causes your family, your possessions, the accumulation of your good deeds in the earth to fall to the ground. That you could say, God, I count them all as dung. Or could say, who is my mother, who is my father, but him who does the will. But him who walks in according to obedience. That is my brethren. That is my family. Anybody who is committed to walk in obedience and seek an inheritance that is only the father, not in this life. Anytime you say God, but has brought you to the end of Himself, and we know Job served God even beyond his first set of offspring. Yeah, he was with Abraham served God beyond his first offspring. He said it was as good as dead. Those guys discovered something, but even that didn't make them perfect, because unless we make God our reward, we are falling short of the standard. We are abandoning the path. We are not continuing on the way. Jesus, for the joy that was set before him, abandoned his mother and brothers and sisters, abandoned the disciples when they said, no, let's preserve your life, and he says, there is no reward. Peter and you guys, there is nothing in this life that I will stop this journey for because I seek the perfection, I seek the eternal life that can only come through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Okay? Okay? And I want to exhort us that that should be our heart's pant as well. Let's read on. And Thomas saith unto him, Lord, we know not whither thou goest, and how can we know the way? Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. If you had known me, you should have known my Father also. From henceforth you know him, And I've seen him. Philip saith unto him, Lord, show us the Father, as it suffices us. You're not reading with me. (laughs) Jesus saith unto him, have I been with you for so long? All right, come on, come on. We're going it in unison. Guys, it's English, no? So let's go from the top. (laughs) That's what they've given me. (laughs) Huh? Any version? (laughs) It's not NIV, but it's English. All right, Mark is going to save us. All right, then. Give me two minutes. All right. So we're going to read this, and we're going to understand. What I'm hoping that we pull out here is that the destination is the Father, but the Father is revealed in incremental stages. All right? There is glory to glory. There is faithful in few, you will be faithful in much. And there's a level of obedience to the light that God has revealed in you that gives you access to more light. If you're not faithful in that which God has revealed, you can't get more of him. Okay? So, we'll read this and we'll see that even as Jesus was journeying to the Father, he was already revealing the possession of the Father to those around him. All right? Come in now. So you, we could only read NIV or <laughs> bring up the message or something, anything. Those King James people in the, in the, in the audience probably very upset. <laughs> huh? I don't have my glasses. I can only I can't really read this thing. <laughs> I could try to repeat it, but I'm sure I'll miss out some bits. It's there? Let's just let's, let's read John 14 together. Well, you have your Bibles there, so we could read together, no? Do it in NIV. Do it in NIV. I'll
1: read it for you. Right, yeah, double act. Okay. Where do we get to? Verse 6? That's from the beginning. Right, do not let your hearts be troubled. 14, right? Yeah? Yeah. Right, do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe. (laughs) It says NIV on this one. Maybe I've got an American version. There you go. There are two, there are more than one NIV versions. Good, right, here we go. I see, Yes. Yeah, some of you waving your Jewish Bibles at me. Right, do not let your hearts be troubled, right? Good. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God. Trust also in me. In my Father's house, house are many rooms. If it were not, it's not so, look, I would have told you, so. I'm going there to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me that you also may be where I am. You know the way to the place where I am going. Oh, we oh sorry, keep going. Right. It's a little break there. Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you're going. So how can we know the way? Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If, if you were really me, knew me, you would know my Father as well. For now on, you do know him and have seen him. Philip said, Lord, show us the Father and that will be enough for us.
0: Stop there. The point I was making is there's levels of the Father already revealed. And unless we are faithful... To what the Father has already revealed of Himself, we can't be asking for more of a possession. All right, I'm not saying that as a against you. What I'm saying is that it is right to desire the Father, but the Father is received in measures of glory, and therefore, He was challenging the disciples. He started off saying, "No, um, I am the way, the truth, and the life," but then we, He switched to almost say. I know he was talking about, I'm going to prepare mansions and rooms for you, which is knowledge and access and the bounty of the Father. But he came back and said, But if you knew me, you would already know the Father. Because there's a path that you must follow. And everybody knows a path. You have to walk a path. You don't get to the end of a path and come back and do the middle and then go back and do two thirds. And then, go, you know, a path is progressive. As you follow the path, you move from one degree of glory to the other. So he was encouraging them, be faithful with what you have, and as you keep following that path, it will take you into this bounty that I'm going to bring for you. So let's go to verse 9, no, verse 10, sorry. Read from verse 9. Jesus answered. Let's read together. Don't you know me, Philip, even after I have been with you for such a long time, anyone who has seen me have seen the Father... How can you say, show us the Father? Don't you believe that I am the Father and that the Father is in me? The words I say to you are not just my own. Rather, it is the Father living in me who is doing his work. Let's hold up. Guys, this is a 33-year-old, not yet died on the cross, not yet resurrected. The curtain hasn't been torn just yet. It is just... The carpenter's son, the guy we know from Dagenham East, who is talking some craziness, and he happened to do some miracles, all right? These guys had to embrace something that was really radical. History book says Abraham had wealth, and he had some sons. Jacob and those guys had children. But what he's saying here is radical. He's saying, I am God himself. If he was standing here, I think we will stone him. Not so? I think we'll kick him out. Not so? No, you all want to kick him out. You all will believe. If he stood here and says, I am God, I am the Father, will we readily receive him? No, it's a radical statement. It's a life of faith. Could only access this part. All right? But this is what he was saying to them. It was a hard saying. Okay? So we may get some hard sayings when we finish here, and hopefully that we could receive it as well. All right? But he was saying, There is a part to the Father, but I am also revealing the Father. And if you believe what I've revealed so far, you will get into the other things that I'll be laying up for you as you come into it in the future. All right? So rather, it is the Father living in me who is doing his work. Let's go on. Believe me when I say, I am in the Father and the Father is in me. Or at least believe me And the evidence of the miracles themselves. Now, stop there. That miracles is not the work spoken about earlier. All right? Miracles is one thing. Healing limbs, whatever. And he didn't go split sea and that kind of stuff. He walked on water. But that is not the work the Father was doing inside of him. Yeah? The work the Father was doing inside of him is something different. Okay? And the work that God will do inside of us is something bigger than the manifestation of miracles, all right? We don't want to be a people who just prove the Father by signs and wonders. The Father is proved by faith. He never said, come to me by signs and wonders, all right? He says, know me, all right? So the Israelites didn't know God through seeing a Red Sea parted or manna falling from heaven, they knew God by God revealing himself, revealing his nature, and saying, I want to be a father to you. All right, so let's, where we, where we got to there? Uh, evidence. All right, I tell you the truth. Anyone who has faith in me will do what I have been doing. He will do even greater things than these because I am going to the Father. And I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Son may bring glory to the Father. Let's read this. Let's go to it. If you love me, you will obey what I command, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another counselor to be with you forever, the Spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he lives with you and will be with you. All right. So he's speaking about an inheritance of the Holy Spirit that will come but will give us an ability to continue pursuing the Father and will help us. As I, um, that, that's verse, that scripture in, um, in Hebrews that will help us understand the things that are our thoughts and the things that are God. So God is desiring to give us something. I'm going back to that, that thing Mark said. God is desiring us to give us completion. Completion is living in the fullness of the light revealed. Accepting the Father as he has revealed himself. And even after you've received that, God takes you tomorrow or this afternoon into a greater degree of glory. But at any point in time when God comes, you are perfected to the extent that you have been faithful to the service of the Father. Yeah? You know in that scripture it talks about the master setting his servants um, to look after his vineyard or to look after his possessions. And he went away and he came back at a time that they didn't think. So what God judges you on is the extent to your faithfulness at the point in time of his visitation. Okay? He has entrusted measures to all of us. And he's revealing his light to all of us. And the thing that you are asked to be faithful to is the light that you have been revealed to you. Let me just use a natural example. Sometimes people bring correction to me about something, an adjustment, and I'm thinking, but you know me so long, why you didn't tell me about that before, (laughs) you know? But that would be an awful experience if everybody, if I just ask all of you to come tell me all the things you don't like about me and need to be adjusted, I'd just be like, how can I change all at once? But to the extent that you have mentioned something to me, I have a responsibility to go and reflect and look into God and bring adjustment to that thing that is revealed, all right? Not the thing you'll bring adjustment to next week. I don't know that just yet. I'm blinded to it. But to what you have revealed, I'm accountable. I cannot say I didn't know. All right? So, we're talking about glory to glory. Where do we get to? So, the Holy Spirit being given to us to lead us in that, continue leading us in that path of truth. And it says, And I will ask the Father, he give you the counselor to be with you forever, and together, the Spirit of truth. The world cannot accept Him, Because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Before long, the world will not see me anymore, but you will see me. Because I live in you, and you also live in me. Now, was he lying there? What is he talking about? He's talking about this vantage point I have. So I was looking upon all of you, and I am seeing Christ. I'm seeing perfection being outlived. Lucy brought a a, a poem, and for those who was on First Tuesday, prayer, As I heard it, part of my brain was thinking, I know who that verse is about. And while I was thinking that, a part of my brain was saying, but this is God. You know where I'm from? So God is seen inside of us. So when you walk through adversity... The people that gaze on your life are able to see God being revealed. But it's you just taking decisions. You understand? The two things happening at once. So I'm seeing Mark, I'm seeing Fatima, I'm seeing Anthony, I'm seeing Dave. I know that's their testimony. But at the same point in time, I'm seeing God being revealed. Because he wouldn't be conquered by any situation. So when we see the cardboard testimonies and we see people say, delivered from cancer, or no longer trapped in my home, or we're seeing that, hey, debt and everything is swallowed up. Where is it, Lauren? Your young boy that they prayed for even before I came to this community. That is the manifestation. (laughs) You need a lot more. He's a big head. (laughs) Um, That is the manifestation of God revealing himself to us that he's a God that could conquer debt. But that's debt of physical body. But there's a bigger God. There's God that could save us from death of the soul, death of despair. I mean, you, Rob, you gave a testimony about that cancer situation and that, that countenance of joy and this the favor of God. That if we listen to the songbites, we'll be talking about, you no, know, Queen's Hospital is this, 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 that, and the other. you know, no special. But we saw that even in dire stray, even in valleys of Baca, God laid out what seemed to be like a red carpet, a carpet, a fertile path where consultants and others were just lining themselves up so that his joy could be complete. And the thing that God said to him, to not be fearful, he could be assured that God already went before him. Yeah, guys? So when we, when we, when we, when we hear that, we hear about the faithfulness of God, and we say, yes, God, you are faithful, God. So he is revealing himself. But who did he reveal himself to? Reveal himself through him. So that is what that scripture is talking about. Before long, the world will not see me anymore, but you will see me because I live inside of you. Guys, we should be really excited about that. <laughs> this is not a God living in the text. Not so. This is a God living in our daily obedience, being unpacked, being given to us as an everlasting possession, Just because we are following the path of Christ. Yeah? He says, on that day, you will realize that I am in my Father and you are in me and I am in you. Whoever has my commands and obeys them, he is the one who loves me. He who loves me will be loved by my Father. And I too will love him and reveal myself, show myself to him. Then Judas, well, let's make sure, not his, Judas Iscariot, said, but Lord, why do you intend to show yourself to us and not the world? Let's stop there. You know, people always ask you these things, probably not you, but me often. If there was a God, why there is so much of this in the world? Why there is war? If there is a God, why whatever? If there is a God, that's those questions. Yeah? If you really a God, why you just don't save everybody? Or why you don't just make them perfect again? Guys, because we heard about at the top. Whoever has my commands and obey them, he is the one who loves me. That's what Adam didn't walk in. Nobody's excused. From Adam right down to us and to the people who may sit in these pews after we have gone. Okay? Everybody have to walk in, receiving commands and obeying. So God unpacked Himself to Adam and said, Hey, this is the way to have me. Eat of every tree except that one. What did Adam do? He put aside the command, he disobeyed, and he tried to become like God through a path prescribed by the devil, manifesting Himself through a serpent, saying, Hey, there's a quicker way to get there. Forget that long burning trail. Let's eat of knowledge. and good and evil, you will get to that place faster than that part of receiving commands and walking in obedience. And we know where he ended up. Alright? But thanks be to God, that Scripture John often quotes, we have a high priest seated at the right hand of the Father. Yeah? Something is already completed for us to come back. Alright? And what is completed, it is not for us just to walk and be just or good men, but for us to Follow commands and obedience, yeah? So he says, but Judas, then Judas, not Judas Iscariot said, but Lord, why do you intend to show yourself to us and not to the world? But we know God wants everybody to come into this repentance. And Jesus replied, if anyone loves me, he will obey my teaching. My father will love him and he will come to him and make our home with him. He who does not love me will not obey my teaching. These words you hear are not my own. They belong to the Father who sent me. And this I have spoken while still with you. The Counselor, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and remind you of everything I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. Peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled, and do not be afraid. Let's go, let's go back to the, the verses just before. The guy was asking him there but Judas, who is not his carrier, saying, hey, but why are we receiving this inheritance? Why can't the world receive it as well? You know what the here he says there? If anyone loves me. So, no one will have an excuse at the day God calls everybody to give an account. No one. Everybody sitting here, everybody outside this hall will have a day. Even members of this community who didn't attend today who may not be in that worship we had at the beginning and that exhortation Mark gave. They wouldn't be able to say, well, we didn't hear when Mark talked about that experience in, um, where is that place? Wherever. <laughs> in Wales. Yeah? No one will have an excuse because how God reveals himself is that he's nobody's debtor. Yeah? And as we established at the beginning, to what degree he has revealed himself, to that degree you have to be faithful. And as you give yourself to it, you get more of him. And you don't get more of him by just coming into contact with the living testaments, which you are. Christ is inside of all of you being perfected. You get him as we've seen because he has given the Holy Spirit, which is everybody's counselor. And we know the Holy Spirit isn't restricted to 1025 in Mayfield Hall, all right? He's not restricted to this postcode. He could visit you wherever you are, all right? So that's why everyone will have the opportunity to obey and to follow the commands of God because God is giving of himself, all right? So I've told you now before it happens so that when it happens, you will believe. I will not speak with you much longer for the prince of this world is coming, He has no hold on me. I have told you now before it happens so that when it happens, you will believe. I will not speak with you much longer. Oh, I read that already. But the world must learn that I love the Father and that I do exactly what the Father has commanded me. Come now, let us leave. Stay right there. But the world must learn that I love the Father and that I do exactly what my Father has commanded me. But the world must learn that I love the Father and that I do exactly what the Father has commanded me. Why that is so important. If we were the disciples and we came into a revelation that you are the Christ, the Son of the living God, and somebody came in here to make an accusation, we will defend him, fight for him. Yeah? We'll try to rush him out the back door if somebody came in here to kill him. Wouldn't you? If you, yeah, If you don't, you're, you're a bit better than Peter and those guys. Yeah, You will draw swords. The pack-up team will start to block the door. The big strong men will get out the door and we'll, we'll form a barricade and we'll say, no, 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 you wouldn't touch this guy because we're trying to preserve his life. All right, But he was saying something here. But the world must learn that I love the Father and I will do exactly what the Father says. Now let's revisit that man at 11 or whatever age he was as a lad. And the mother saying, hey, why are you so this? Why you weren't with us? And he says, I must be about my father's business. You remember that? Then the next time he turned up, sitting in the wedding feast, he said, hey, my, my, my friends, let's go to this wedding feast. My mom and they are sitting there with somebody getting married. And the mom says, hey, the people have run out of wine. Come help them. And he says, not my time yet. Yeah? Pool of Beth- uh, what's that pool of Bethesda? And all of us wanted everybody to be healed, not so. To see the absolute manifestation of his power. And he says, only this one. Yeah? Guys, there's a level of obedience when we come to it in God. Even the awesome power of the Father that could do awesome signs and wonders. Even that coming into subjection. Yeah? yeah? Even the security of your bank account, your pension plan, your studies, your career. Do it, all that thing, come into subjection because you are submitted to a greater cause. You are submitted to life of obedience. That God could wake you up in the the dead of the night to pray for someone and you could just pray and not even ask for an explanation. That God could cause you to do a gesture, pay for somebody coming behind you in the toll or in the parking lot or whatever the case is, and you don't even seek to understand why that gesture is important. He may ask you to go and drop something outside of somebody's house door, and you don't seek to understand who is behind that house door. He may take you to a place that looks very affluent or very, you know, very secure. These people must be rich and better than I. And he says, go drop a basket of food. This might be a word to somebody, yeah, that he challenged you. And you're sitting there reasoning, but look at those cars, look at that house, and you don't even know that poverty of soul, and even poverty, of even to provide the next meal is right behind that door. But you're gazing on it with your natural eyes. And here you might be providing a meal, but more than that, God may be asking you to provide a hope for somebody's soul, to prove to them that the thing that they just uttered, that God wants to prove that I can meet your needs. Guys, so many people we see in the scripture that while they were things that were in their mind, God just, and provided There's a confirmation and a hope to people's soul that indeed, God went before them. And this is what God wants to give us. He wants to give us himself. Guys, our inheritance is God. He is our inheritance. He is our everlasting life. And what is this everlasting life? A following the path of Jesus. And what is that? That Everything Father says, those are the things I will do. So, can I recommend that we just spend a moment asking him for himself. All right? Just asking him for himself. There is something beyond his lordship. And that is more and more of him. And to have a heart that hungers for more and more of him. And I believe he will give it. Earlier in that scripture, we saw, he says, and whatever you ask in my name, that I will give. Most people quote that and talk about paying electricity bill, food, passing exams, being healed. I want to use that, that promise for something more. I want to use it for God, give me a hunger in my heart for you. Give me a satisfaction in my soul. Like Jesus, who walked in the divine obedience, Let us not seek to preserve this life. When we have an opportunity to ask of God, what did he do in the garden of Gethsemane? Not my will, father, but thy will. When you have an opportunity that you could call legions down from heaven and you could ask for something more. You don't speak out a turn because people accuse you. You don't say, yes, I am the son of God. The same boasting. You didn't see that boasting in front of Pilate, did you? Because in those moments he was asked to be quiet. And what happened in those moments? He just said, man, your, your, your own words testify. <laughs> your own words are saying it. Yeah? But that's, that's obedience at work. And I want to be like that. And because I can't be completed without you, and I'm a co-heir, all of our names is written in the will, and the final testament of Christ, then I am encouraging us, let's go claim that possession together. Anybody wants to do that? Let's claim that possession together. And that possession is in Jesus Christ, and it is God the Father being revealed. So, I'll ask those worshippers to, to, um, to, to, to lead us in, but guys, um, let's reflect. Let's all covet that thing that Mark had. A revelation of the completeness that comes by knowing the Father. A revelation where everything Just disappears, and the only thing that is revealed is Him. And as He is revealed, we are able to lay hold and apprehend. Bless your name, Father God. We're coming after you, we're letting go of the things inside of our hands, Father God. Seek you, oh God, to come into the rest the rest that Jesus came into. The ability, O Lord God, to go after you with all our hearts and all our might. The ability, O God, in the days of our flesh to walk in perfect obedience. The ability, O Lord God, to become the very prayers of you, O God, inside of the earth. Heavenly Father, to lay down our lives, to not walk according to the paths of the Gentiles, to not just desire the things of the flesh, to not prove you by signs and wonders but oh God to allow your Holy Spirit to lead us into the places that we must go Father God I thank you for you are my great reward you are my possession you are the thing I seek you are the thing that I will find delight in. Father God as I give myself to what you have revealed to me today as I stand in the justification that Christ allowed for me to walk in. God, and I will come into increased measure. I will come, oh God, into the abundance that is inside of you. God, and I will claim nothing else but you. Father God, I thank you for my friends. I thank you for my wife and I thank you for my children. But God, more than that, I thank you that I am known of you, O oh Lord God. Father God, and I thank you that in every lack that I suffer, or that my brethren suffer, God, the thing that they all have is you, O oh Lord God. So we are indeed rich. We are indeed rich, God. We are indeed rich. We are indeed rich. You are my God.